Donnie Benet with Love Online came after Steamy by Pop Can, which is uh, what I'm calling popcorn today. And that's also what you should pull out right now. It's 10 past 10 on a Monday morning. Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. FBI Radio. That's right. Movies, movies, movies right here on FBI Radio with Film Lords Jack and Andre joining me today. How's it going today? Hey, honey. Is it- I'm a little sick. I'm, I'm going to try not to sniffle into the mic. We'll just quickly turn off our phones because no phones on during the movies is our rule in the studio. <laughs> Everyone listening, unless you're listening on your phone, switch it off switch and it pay off. attention and don't distract others around here. Flat mode that. I feel like we should do a, a cinema etiquette episode one day because, you Ooh, know... We all have different ideas of cinema etiquette. Bringing your own food, for example... Uh, that is something that I am a huge proponent of. Andre loves to bring a bit of stinky broccoli into the cinema. And right. Oh my gosh, <laughs> someone said that to me the other day. Apparently that was a thing. I don't ever remember bringing broccoli into... Anyway, let's get back to what's more important, Jack. It- um, it's Reconciliation Week and Western Sydney film producer Laurie Brannigan Onardo is in the studio to talk about her experiences of filmmaking. She's based at Screen Australia's Indigenous Department, which is celebrating its 25th year, which is the same age as me, almost, <laughs> um, of the Indigenous section at Screen Australia. And she's going to be talking about her favourite Indigenous film a little later in the show. Excellent. But first off... Uh... It's time for... Movie News. What's happening in the world of cinema news? Okay, well, it's hard not to mention Harvey Weinstein's arrest, which has been a long time coming. Uh, My favourite reactions are obviously Rose McGowan, everyone just saying, we got you. Mm. He's holding a gross Elia Kazan book in the photos and smiling. Elia Kazan, for those who don't know, was uh, one of the guys who was blacklisted during the McCarthy era. So Weinstein... Comparing himself to this person who was unfairly prosecuted uh, is kind of disgusting and sick. Anyway, more details about that literally everywhere. In other news, uh, we have some confirmation about the new James Bond (laughs) movie. Not that anyone cares. Danny Boyle is set to direct it. For those of you who don't know, Danny Boyle was the director of Slumdog Millionaire. And and The Beach. And The Beach uh, with Leo DiCap. And uh, surprise, surprise, Daniel Craig is coming back to reclaim the role as James Bond, despite all the conversations about maybe having a female James Bond character. Daniel Craig is going to fill that role yet again. Expect that to come out in 20... He's getting 150... They're paying this white dude $150 million to do two more movies instead of choosing someone else. Cover your ears, (laughs) y'all. Kanye West has been tweeting about uh, your boy Adam Curtis, who is the... Like a, Number one ideological filmmaker it, of our time, I think. Really <laughs> intense. Go check out Century of the Self. It's on YouTube. You can just watch it, all four episodes. It'll literally unpack everything you thought about consumerism and capitalism and your entire brain and the way you think about yourself. Yeah, he's basically like a hypnotic, crazy ideological filmmaker. And he loves Burial and like Aphex Twin. So what's Kanye been tweeting? He's been tweeting about how like everything. Adam Curtis has just changed his life and has helped him be a free thinker and... If you watch these things, it'll contextualise all of his latest tweets. Adam Curtis makes films where he goes into like the BBC archives and make these makes these really long, cryptic but also scary propagandist films that are about, like, spooky and scary about like the death of the world versus Freud and Donald Freud Trump and, and Bill AIDS Clinton and, and Leonard Cohen. And so like all those sort of documentaries you watch in first year uni. 
totally college and yeah, but these are the ones that like the cool grad students show you and yeah. you watch and you get really dark for a while he's yeah. like Slavoj Žižek but not funny and finally it's this year is going to mark the love 20... the reference don't get it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know our boy Slavoj <laughs> oh my god um, but this year is actually as Jack said previously the 25th anniversary of the indigenous uh, unit at Screen Australia and uh, it's going to come up in August uh, to mark the anniversary scr- Sydney Film Festival is going to have a special First Nations section in the festival. There's a 25th anniversary talk happening. But we're going to find out more about that later on when we get Laurie to talk to us about all that. After we cover a couple of distinctly non-First Nation film reviews yep. straight after this. Well, let's get into some Lapai with Put Me Down. And when we come back, two reviews on Movies, Movies, Movies. Sounds good. Two reviews. One review. And then and then another review. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. It's movies, movies, movies here on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. Film Lords, Jack and Andre, tell me who is going first for two reviews. Ja, go for, I'll go first. You go. <laughs> I'll be going first. Go for it, Andre. So film bros out there, all our film haters. I see you. You are seen. This is Deadpool 2. Give me Watchmen, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Other Guys, Pineapple Express any day, literally over Deadpool 2. This is so weird to me because I feel like I'm their target audience, but regardless, Deadpool 2 is what I would consider a genital-revealing, thigh-hugging costumed, half-baked, clever one-liner sausage fest with buckets of bad jokes at the expense of everyone. It's a slimy, baby-bald, shameful, plain-food-quality action comedy about a knockoff Wolverine-type character whose basically only purpose on screen is to make bros laugh and feel confident. Thanks, Deadpool 2. And also, dear writers of Deadpool 2, have you even seen Kick-Ass? Also, where was your awesome soundtrack? Okay. God damn it. I saw you after you came out of this film and you loved this film, Andre. Okay, I loved it while I was watching it, but then I left and I felt this deep, empty feeling and it made me realise that people who say that film is all about escapism are kind of sad and miserable and I hated going to see this movie and kind of getting on board for a little bit, wishing I was watching Kick-Ass or X-Men and then leaving feeling deeply upset and uh, unfulfilled. All I can say is that, literally, if you're planning on seeing Deadpool 2, don't bother. Go see Sweet Country instead. It's on June 2nd at 2pm and 5.30pm at the Campbelltown Arts Centre, which is the best venue for films and art in Sydney, outside of Sydney. It's free, but you have to book. It's Warwick Thornton's film. We reviewed it this year. There's an interview with him that Jack and I have done. Sweet Country, go see it instead of Deadpool 2, is all I have to say. And if do you have a word for Deadpool 2, if you had to put it down to one word? Put it down to a word, uh, as they say in French, désolé, which is sorry. <laughs> Reminds Ooh. me of, I just watched Cardi B's live video on the way over here where she's just hating on trolls, and I feel like Deadpool 2 is for all of them. Mm. Um, this week I'm reviewing Do I Have to Give a Synopsis for a Prequel, Solo, A Star Wars Story, which uh, wears a Hawaiian shirt and runs a crazy Wednesday night poker game with all his boy schoolmates that has real stakes, like 20 bucks buy-in, because otherwise it isn't serious. But it's fun, I promise. But also, please take it seriously, and we won't go easy on you just because you're a... And then, like, whatever you want to insert there. 
Backpatting Ron Howard, who made the much funnier Da Vinci Code movies, directs fellow mansplainers Thandie Newton, Woody Harrelson, John Favreau, Paul Bettany, Donald Glover, and Arlen Einrich, this New York unknown elite pretty boy that Spielberg founded a bar mitzvah who plays a young Harrison Ford. They all do exactly what they're told in this fan fiction that definitely has enough plot twists and betrayals to keep you awake. Um... I don't know, Andre. I refuse to see any Star Wars movie without Troy Sivan doing a song. That's just me. I'm sorry. I know. Oh, my God. That was my favourite one. Oh, God. Like I was saying before, Jack, I don't know why we had such a Star Wars hiatus and then suddenly, out of nowhere, we had, like, five Star Wars films come out in, like, ten months. What the F? And they're all made by people who, like, think that progress was, like, real progress was the freedom film bros had in the 70s. Mm. Oh my God, commence eye-rolling sequence. And let me just say, I've said this before, but never have I felt more surely about this. There's no Sensei season coming up, season three, but we we just have so many Star Wars movies. It makes no sense to me. So my recommendation, instead of going to see this film, is go and see Another Country. It's screening at Govinda's. Um, It's, what night was it playing at? It's playing at 6pm on June 3rd at Govinda's. And it's a documentary by the film, like, like star of Australia, David Gopalil, who's been active since the 60s. It's a documentary about the superimposition of another culture onto his, like, homeland and the destruction that that's caused. Um, that's my selection for this week. And do you have it for, in a word, for Solo? For Solo? See oh, it Solo. Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think Star Wars has gone into, like, a, you know how those zombie Simpsons <laughs> refer to that sort of, like, <laughs> seasons 12 I, through whatever we're up to now? Do you think Star Wars is in zombie Star Wars I mode? think it's totally in zombie Star Wars, but I have a confession. I love the new Star Wars that came out at Christmas, along with the new Jumanji, but I hated this one. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, um, we're not quite done here yet on Movies, Movies, movies there's still sydney spotlight and we've got a special guest today don't we that's right laurie brannigan onato is coming in to talk about so much stuff that i kind of preface right now because it's just so much we're talking indigenous filmmaking 25th anniversary of indigenous you you know what was you know what's coming (laughs) let's uh let's get into some divide and dissolve this is reappropriation we'll be right back with more movies 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 Mornings with Bridie Tanner right now. We are up to Sydney Spotlight. Sydney Spotlight here <laughs> on Movies, 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 which we do every Monday from 1010 mm-hmm. on FBI Radio. I'm very excited because Jack and Andre, you've brought in a special guest today. We absolutely have. Uh, Laurie, welcome to the studio. Hello. Jack, do you want to introduce or have we already done too many introductions? <laughs> <laughs> introduce, but um, 
Laurie is here from the Screen Australia Indigenous Department to talk about its 25-year anniversary this year and to talk about her favourite Indigenous film and recommend some things going on this week. Yeah. And she's also an Indigenous filmmaker from Western Herself? Sydney. Yeah. yeah. So we can talk about yeah, yeah. all your filmmaking experiences, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> so what's going on for the 25th anniversary? So, so many exciting things happening this year. Um, I'm so pleased to be seeing uh, that the Sydney Film Festival is doing a retrospective called From Little Things, Big Things Grow. And so there's a series of some of the earliest short film initiatives screening there, some of them showing on their original 35mm format. So I highly recommend people get down to that. That's happening uh, early to mid-June this year. Amazing. Who were some of the filmmakers that, I guess, uh, Screen Australia helped in their early career to make some of the films that we see today? Yeah, well, a key one, of course, is Warwick Thornton. And uh, we can see that with uh, the, the release of Sweet Country this year, which is an amazing film and everyone should absolutely go and see it. Um, but it's also the likes of Wayne Blair and Rachel Perkins and uh, Ivan Sen, some of Australia's leading filmmakers, not only just Indigenous filmmakers. Seriously, I feel like the only exciting... Australian films coming out right now are coming out from the people you just listed. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't um, Ivan Sen's film Mystery Road being turned into a TV series? Absolutely. Or? And that's another really exciting thing happening this year, unrelated to, to the 25th year, but a testament to how great this Indigenous department really is. And that's coming out, um, I think, next month in June on ABC. And um, I've seen a little bit of it, and it's absolutely fantastic. So... If you were going to recommend one film that people watch this week, what would it be? I think Samson and Delilah is a great pick for Reconciliation Week just because of all of the issues that it deals with. It's also one of those iconic uh, like Indigenous like films that you just never see such a harrowing and touching tale of poverty but also romance. Um, and I think it really speaks to a lot of the issues around Reconciliation and Reconciliation Week. I think this is my favourite Australian film. I don't know about you, but this is oh totally like, yeah. This movie sweeps me off my feet. It's just objectively a beautiful, amazing film. I and mem- is that screening somewhere? Ah, uh, I wish. <laughs> to be honest, there are it's qu- not. You can go see Sweet Country, the follow up though, this week. Yeah, we, you can go see Sweet Country, and uh, later on, I'm going to mention where you can see another Warwick, Warwick Thornton film. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the films that you're working on or that you're excited to see happen? Yeah, um, I mean, working at Screen Australia, I am seeing a lot of amazing talent come through more than making uh, my own stuff at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, but yeah, we've seen some really exciting stuff come through, um, particularly with the shorts initiatives that we have. And we saw some great films from um, the likes of Nakia Louie, who um, directed Brown Lips. Um, and we have that initiative open at the moment for Indigenous filmmakers for this year. So we're going to see some amazing short film talent come through our department in the next few months. And if you're an Indigenous filmmaker listening, I highly recommend going to our website and having a look at that. And seriously, go onto YouTube and find Nakia Louie's web series. It's yes. so oh, funny. Yeah, it's so on good. ABC and it's free to watch. Everyone mm. watch Kiki and Kitty. It is hilarious. It's so <laughs> good. It's about a woman rediscovering her vagina. Yeah. And There's a dildo in the first episode. There's it's a really be- funny. There's a really funny <laughs> vaginal spirit that follows her and becomes her best friend. It's amazing. <laughs> well, yep. we're going to have links to everything uh, that you mentioned today, Laurie, uh, on the program page. It's fbiradio.com. Just click on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. And thanks to my producer, Bree, that'll all be there for people to go and check out.
One last thing that I wanted to mention is that if you're struggling to find the best film to watch this week, you can just head to the SBS Reconciliation Film Club. It's an online platform that pairs people, audiences, filmgoers up with Indigenous documentaries and screenings. You can do so many things on the website. You can host your own screening. They have a few films that are available that you can request to host at a screening. And it also comes with press kits and information on how to host a, a, uh, an adequate screening, what kind of panel discussions you can have and also what films you can watch just outside of your own screenings. Well thank you so much to Jack and Andre for coming in for Movies 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 today and bringing in Laurie Brannigan Onardo. Get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking film with you once again. Yay. Love this segment. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Enjoy the thank rest you. of your day. Happy movie watching. Yes and happy National Reconciliation Week to you all. Here's something from Electric Fields. This is yes! One Blood. <laughs> Yay! This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.